Gumagyanatimirandasya gyananjana salakaya Chakshurimuritam yenatasmai shri guravenamaha So we are fortunate to hear from uh, some of Prabhupada's disciples. You can see how how he uh, has influenced their lives. They speak very uh, feelingfully and uh, with great uh, gratitude and and uh, and hope to be able to <coughs> um, live up to the expectations that he had or to realize the hope that he had for them. I think that I've mentioned it before um, and it's my experience and I think that it um, holds true if we reflect on it that in the presence of a great personality um, like our Guru Dave and um, and in my case, then, in the presence of Srila Prabhupada, um, then there's this contradictory type of uh, experience. And um, I think that we see that in those who have said something in uh, remembrance of him thus far. And, and, uh, and that is that that we feel in the presence of such a personality the uh, both that we are very unqualified hmm? and at the same time that we have such great prospect and hope and reason to be encouraged so it's hard to imagine that we could, could feel we had hope and encouragement and enthusiasm at the same time we realized how un- unqualified we were but these two contradictory feelings um, arise so the implication of course is that Sri Guru Srila Prabhupada in this case whose day of, of departure from our uh, presence we're commemorating um, in in his company, we can understand mm, our position. That's certainly part of the the teaching, mm. and um, and 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 you don't have to say a whole lot about it. It's it's not uh, it's not hard to come to uh, grips with the inadequacy that we are filled with. I mean, it's the very nature of the Tathasta Shakti as, um, is, uh, is such that it's prone to a uh, the kind of situation where we find ourselves in material life, um, kind of a haunted um, life uh, with karma and gyan, Taking over the heart and and um, moving us along accordingly under the influence of karma, it's rather deplorable and an embarrassing type of situation for the part and parcel of Krishna. But it's the nature of the Tatasta Shakti that it's 
prone to that. Hmm? And so to have that pointed out a little bit and, and a lot with good examples and so on and so forth, uh, it's our experience that we're really kind of un- unqualified in, in many respects. Yeah. Uh, it was my experience, my my whole life. Uh, <laughs> and so... Um, so that side is there, and it comes out. And um, but at the same time, this contradictory feeling that why? Because we're in the presence of someone who represents what we could be. Hmm? I have a uh, disciple who was uh, when she joined mission many years ago. Um, a she wrote to a friend and told a friend that you know she had joined this uh, spiritual lineage and so on and so forth and. So he wrote back to her and said, well, that's all very good, and he encouraged her. He said, I just hope that when you look in the mirror, you're still smiling. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a way of saying, you know, hope you're right there, and, you know, s- someone hasn't, you know, taken taken over your mind or something, and are you really happy, or have you been forced to do this, somehow intimidated, whatever. It was kind of the implication. But uh, she took it in stride, and she wrote back and said, actually, since I met my guru, when I look in the mirror, I don't see a lot to smile about. So she was reflecting, I guess, on this one side that I really see that I'm lacking. Yeah, I never thought I was a great person, but I see that as that, however great I could be materially would would still be nothing in comparison to what I am as a jiva, and and. And here I am in this deplorable condition, being led, dragged around by my mind and senses and so forth. So when I look in the mirror, I don't see a lot to smile about. Then she said, but when I look at my guru, then I see, then I smile. Hmm? Because there I see my prospect, hmm? what I could be, what I should be. Hmm? This is the teaching in Chaitanya Charitamrita that the... That the Krishna within comes without in the form of the guru to really embody and teach by precept but also and more so by example hmm? and um, so we hear these contradictory feelings that people have uh, devotees have in disciples of Prabhupada have in relation to him I think it plays out in all um, such guru disciple relationships hmm? Very interesting, um, and uh, so they deprecate themselves, and and they feel that, and then they express some hope, and hope is in him. It is a symptom of the uh, um, advanced devotee uh, that uh, ashabanda that they have hope beyond hope. It means something like that. Hope, hope. Not in myself, in my ability. Hmm? Um, as I say, all material abilities are f- false currency. They have no purchasing power in transcendence. And my inherently myself, as a jiva, I also have no power to enter into the leela of Krishna. Hmm? That's not possible. I have no power to stand there, to, uh, no access. Hmm? Um, so the hope is in the fact that Krishna is merciful and the most merciful manifestation of Krishna, of course, is 
the guru, sometimes described as the Kripa Shakti. Hmm? I remember hearing that from Prabhupada once. Now that I mention it, uh, comes to mind in Los Angeles. I used to hear him quite a bit there. He spent quite a bit of time in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and um, I remember now he said one day, and so the spiritual master is the incarnation of Krishna's mercy. Funny how certain things just kind of stick with you. So um, it's a powerful thought. Uddhava says the same thing, of course, that... Uh, you have come in the form of your spirit, of the spiritual master, and my debt is is um, um, it has been incurred as a result of your uh, appearance in this form, this most merciful form, by which you make yourself so much accessible. And as, as I say, by precept and by example. So the spiritual master, Prabhupada. Obviously, for his disciples and, and 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 for all of us as well, as is the case with all of our previous acharyas, but in a personal sense, I suppose, for his disciples, um, is the very um, embodiment of their own uh, prospect. Hmm? What they could be, and as Mars said, what they should be, hmm? and um, and how hmm? somehow by our um, uh, we take the lead of Pranada Dasi in this regard for by begging. Well, this is the way, by begging. So, very nice um, to hear all of you and uh, just a short reflection on uh, what came to my mind overall that uh, with regard to everything that's been, been said, I think these two sides came out and um, appropriately so. This is the disappearance day of Prabhupada, and um, I don't think any of you were present for Prabhupada's disappearance. I was not present. I was there about a month before, and Prabhupada asked me to return to America and preach. He said, you're a very intelligent boy. You should go and preach. Serve me there in America. So I had come to I came in May, when he was sick, and it looked like he might pass, and then um, seemed that he would improve, and then he didn't, and it got worse. And I came in September, spent the month of September there, part of October. I think he left well in November, about a month later. I was quite surprised. I remember to see him, the difference in his physique, his physical condition between June and and September. It was quite. Uh, Shocking that he was so emaciated and and so forth. Um, but it was at this time, the time of the Govardhan Puja, hmm? and true to form, he, as you know, wanted to go circumambulate Govardhan Hill and go by bullock cart. And, uh, and so um, he told us then that when we told him that he was old and that was not a good idea, he said, we are all young boys. <laughs> Don't think like that. So that spirit certainly uh, prevailed in him up to the end of his physical uh, presence. And, um, and so he left, really, um, well, just as we are celebrating today, just... Uh, few days after the Govardhan Leela, 
So uh, we, we've heard about the Leela. It's, uh, it's, uh, much more could be said, and as the years go on and we have these festivals, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to other uh, points that uh, the Leela points to. And, and, um, and all, but uh, the Prophet left uh, uh, in, in, in a way in, in contemplation of the Gobran Leela and, and uh, uh, that kind of aspiration and with regard to his writing that he did really to the end through his dictaphone um, he said and they will say that old man he's still beating the drum he, he said about the people I guess he thought you know he was in opposition to who he was trying to convert and so forth, materialists and so forth. He's still beating that drum. That was his his dictaphone. Um, There he was absorbed in the Brahma Vimohan Leela of Krishna. This is a Leela that that, uh, up through and beyond that, the 15th chapter, as I mentioned the other day, that showcased the Sakyarasa. He was very absorbed in that. And... And so, in a way that uh, we we get, a, there are other things, of course. And some of you may have read the, our publication, authored by Mukti by Ashram, or my friend, that gives some indication of his inner life and aspiration and so forth. Um, and and that is a way, I want to say, of course, following him, if you will. People like to think, and understandably so, that Prabhupada is with us, and uh, Prana particularly asked him to be present. Um, and so there are different ways in which to to think about that, with regard to the need to kind of rise to the occasion, which, uh, as much as necessity is said to be something I heard from Prop, I don't know who we got it from, but the mother of invention, hmm? one of his uh, s- sayings. Um, certainly, there's a great necessity that arises at the time of his his uh, disappearance and. Some of you have mentioned that, and 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 uh, having th- and thinking of how they didn't take advantage of that, as uh, as uh, Dave was saying. Um, of course, you can only do what you can when you are what you are. <laughs> um, so, but it go- but the, the the kind of the show goes on, so to speak, and and, and this is one way in the, that we sometimes talk about it that. The necessity that uh, for the company, the, the sangha, the association, the ongoing uh, guidance of our guru of Prabhupada, um, certainly um, arises uh, and is prominent at the time of his, his passing. So there's a, the necessity is is great at that time, and so um, then necessity is the mother of invention. So. There may be different ways in which we can come up with how to how to deal with that. Hmm? One way, in a very high way, I'm beginning with alluding to, is that well, we have to follow him internally hmm? and uh, his follow his inner life and so forth. Hmm? And that's a nice idea, but it's not so easy to do. Hmm? And everybody may not be have the adhikar, the eligibility, the qualification for. For, for that, Pujapad Sridharmarsh once told me that in the, after the disappearance of your guru, you have three choices. One is that you 
uh, follow someone who is representing him in the capacity of the guru, in a living way, assist that person. That's the first way. The second way is to, be, is to become that person and uh, represent yourself, hmm? serve in that capacity as the, as the successor. Hmm? And he said, that's not so easy. Hmm? You have to be able to contact him in your heart and remember him and everything that you do and uh, measure what your step next step will be in relation to what he said and done and thought and so on and so forth. And he said, and the third thing is to, is to, again, to first serve someone who has taken up that service, qualified person, to be qualified and do that service or to get out of the way. At least let the thing go on anyway. Don't pose it. Hmm? So, so, really, the, the second option, it's very much involved with, uh, understood properly, this uh, ability to, to appropriately follow in, internally. Hmm? Hmm? Because it is the inner life that we seek to um, afford others by the teaching, by the example. That's what Krishna consciousness is all about. It's, it's preaching you know, for your own purification, really. Um, that's why I always thought like that when Prabhupada wrote, and I think I might have mentioned it the other day, that first thing he wrote, wrote a letter to Ramaswar about me because Ramaswar had said, oh, he is distributing so many books. And Prabhupada said, very nice, a tripper Ardas is selling so many books and such and such. And, and then in his own handwriting, he put the asterisk and said, but please make sure he's always reading the books too. So I always took that to be well. Selling, reading, you know, this is... You, you're you're uh, standing in realization in your life really determines your standing in terms of your ability to share. You can only share what you have and so forth. So to take up that service is um, re- requires some, some insight into this way of following, if you will, hmm? Prabhupada in his uh, inner, inner life. But there are other ways. Hmm? And uh, like Sridhar said, well, you can follow one who's, who's doing that. That's much uh, advised. I guess I, here I am sitting here doing this one service, but I did, did a couple of things. I did um, take shelter of Sridhar which was an inventive, creative strategy, if you will, to deal with the necessity, inventive necessity is the mother of invention. Hmm. Of course, he gave the lead to that, and then we should. There's, there's, there's no. Um, uh, there's, there's nothing to, to oppose that um, point. <laughs> that is just a plain, uh, straight, historical fact. There's nothing. There is amongst all of Prabhupada's disciples, no one would have thought of that. Hmm? To example, go to Sridhar Marsh and hear from him and and find, if you will, Prabhupada in him, in a Siksha Guru, in an ongoing way, which is what, I, what my experience was. Um, we wouldn't have had a clue. Hmm? We would have had no insight to do so, no clue to do so. So it, all, it came from Prabhupada. Others politicized it. That's just history. 
Hmm. But the simple advice was, well, that's an option. For philosophy, which means siksha, you can associate with my god, so that is a, a way, uh, if you have a necessity. <laughs> Once Pujapachita Marsh said, um, in this regard, some some questions had come, and he, and he said, I can't think of a time when a Siksha Guru would be more appropriate, when you would have more ne- greater necessity <laughs> than the time of the disappearance of your Guru, if the, if the, if the possibility was there. Hmm? very opposite way of thinking but a very than some of us thought but a very spiritual way of thinking necessity is uh, is uh, he used to say Shidomar is a sign of good health if a young boy is hungry uh, he must be healthy if he's not hungry and in need then you think there's something wrong why are you not eating hmm? so spiritual life will be measured really in a negative way like this not by how much I have but how much I feel I don't have and I need hmm? It is said in the Upanishads, those who say they know Brahman, they don't know Brahman. Those who say, I don't know Brahman, they know Brahman. Hmm? You know the story of the Bhagavatam. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to tell that again. Tell it too many times. Hmm. The gist of it is, of course, that that uh, those who say they understand Srimad Bhagavatam don't understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Those who say they don't understand Srimad Bhagavatam, they understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Same same idea. And much more so. Bhagavatam is about much more than than, than Brahman, Nirvishesh Brahma. So so our our progress and our positive position, if you will, in following um, and the pursuit of spiritual life is measured in a negative way. Hmm? As Gaudiya Vaishnava is full of these backwards, upside-down ideas, one and different at the same time, and all this is uh, it's full of many things that will should serve to short-circuit your, your thinking so that you can be freed from thinking mm-hmm. and the burden of that and inspired to act in a trans-rational way that will certainly, as the method, will bear the fruit of realization and experience of the world beyond mind, beyond reason, beyond thought. Hmm? So, I, anyway, uh, um, this was my came, my, came to be my strategy. I took the advantage of Sridhar Maharaj's association and I very much felt upon first having it that 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 the experience of being with Prabhupada was was the, the same, an authoritative person, hmm? uh, in in the way, same way that Prabhupada was an authoritative person whom I could give my whole uh, being to, and of course, and and but a different personality in in every way. I mean, Prabhupada was quite extroverted and um, liked to be in the public <coughs> and speak to the public and. Marsh didn't like to be in the public and speak to the public. He was very introverted by nature. And just one example. I mean, Pro- it's funny. Prabhupada was um, very um, meticulous in his uh, uh, in his dress, for example. I mean, we we did give him different colored silks, which and a pink one here and a red one here. But he was wearing the silk, and he was very. I mean, I was amazed. 
one of the things that amazed me when I came to see him in September, as I mentioned, I had come there and he was so emaciated that he was taking just the charnamritam. Hmm? I think that that time that was all he was eating, drinking water, but taking the charnamritam. And after he would take the charnamritam from Christian Balaram, then he would insist that his hand would be washed and his mouth would be washed and he'd spit it out like this. I mean, uh, it's pretty extreme c- c- considering his physical condition to take the trouble for, for that. It's very like funny in a way because he was not from a Brahmin family, but he was extremely like Brahminical and he was very like um, kind of insistent upon that really of his disciples. They would be pukka and the, you know, I, I think he had certain things in mind, like I, I mentioned the other day. Did I mention the story that, that we had, I wasn't with it, but my godbrother Narsingha Maharaj went to lunch with um, Prabhupada in one Indian man's house in, 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 with another number of other disciples. And a nice lunch was offered and so forth. And the man was looking and, and then, and then the, everyone began to eat. And then he had let out a big sigh of relief. He said, Oh, Prabhupada, now I know they are bona fide. I was waiting to see, but they've eaten with the right hand. You know, like, okay. So, you know, there's this nice sensibility if you understand it properly. And, and there are cultural, um, you know, elements, uh, uh, elements of the culture of, of Bengali Vaishnavism that will be attractive even in the modern world today. Some of them won't, some of them will, and so forth. The music is particularly compelling. It was very nice to hear the uh, chanting of Manangopal in such an authentic way. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's one way we can be authentic. Of course, the Bengalis would probably think we weren't authentic. But, <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, <laughs> Prabhupada was, uh, uh, you know, and I've met a number of uh, Guru figures after his departure, but I never, never met anybody like that. Purimarsh was very, Pramod Purimarsh was in his hundred, over a hundred, and he was very uh, careful to put on tilak and and uh, always go for the darshan of the deity wherever he was, whatever it took, and so forth. And I always thought about him as, you know, like you're over a hundred years old. It's a bit extreme, but that's what he was like. But Prabhupada, in a very extreme way with all these details and oh he wanted the sannyasis if they didn't wash their rinse their mouth or something after taking a limka or you know it's like so he was he was uh, very uh, particular like that um and and um and Sridhar Marsh, by contrast, we, we sing every morning the pranam for Sridhar Marsh, how he's beautifully dressed in garments and so forth. Well, you know, <laughs> you know that was looking at the inner vision of Sridhar Marsh. He was quite disheveled in his, you know, dress and kind of like, maybe like an eccentric, you know, kind of. Um, he was quite old and he was maybe a couple of years older than Prabhupada. He never thought he would live longer than, than Prabhupada. So Prabhupada's gestures to him to come and get involved and so forth. In the end, he thought, he's very generous to invite me. He's such a big man in comparison to me and doing so much, and he's inviting me, a small person, to participate in some way in his mission. And, and, and But, you know, he has energy to go all over the world. I can't even move off my veranda. So he's just being generous with me to think like that. It's not in my capacity to 
do so. So he's quite shocked to find that he outlived Prabhupada. And, of course, then, as I say, because Prabhupada opened the door to it, and a good number of his disciples came to the feet of of, uh, of Sridhar Marsh for, for Siksha, for guidance. But they were very different. Hmm? Very, They were very qualified, equally qualified, I would say, but very different in the, in the way that, that that qualification, spiritual inner qualification, was used by Bhagwan hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? in, um, in uh, visible kind of outward um, service. And so... Prabhupada very extroverted, Sridhar Maharaj very introverted, Prabhupada very meticulous in his dress and and whatnot, and Sridhar Maharaj very kind of, um, well, tattered cloth, if you will, and unshaven, and sometimes hairs had been growing for a while, and so forth. And you know, Prabhupada was regularly shaving his head and so forth. And I never, um, before I joined, I didn't shave regularly, and then I thought we should shave every day, and then later prophets, once every two weeks is all right, if you're living in the Dom. I think we wanted, if it's preaching, if we were in the public, we would look like respectable people with our pajamas on, you know. I mean, <laughs> respectable in other ways. Uh, uh, so he, <laughs> he was very public, you know, kind of figure. Shooter Marsh was a very private type of figure. He used to say that um, that... Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka had asked Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said the same thing, that to bring Sridhar Marsh out, you should try to bring him out. He's always pushing in the back. That was, just as an aside, the quality of Sridhar Marsh was very much appreciated by his godbrothers, because there was always some suspicion, or a level of suspicion, and it was, it was leveled at Prabhupada by many of his godbrothers, about persons that were outgoing and preaching and... and um, for example, uh, doing the service of the guru. Hmm? We find it today, too. If you say nothing, you know, then you're great. If you say something, if you say something that Prabhupada didn't say, if it came from your heart, no matter how well it's supported, so what they think, they're suspicious of you. So it's not that, you know, we should... The guru's business is, is of course, to say something more hmm? by the grace of the predecessor, the charger. It's an ongoing living thing. Not to say just as much and or a little less and then you're okay. If you say more, you're suspect. <laughs> no, it's not like that. So, um, um, so anyway, there the, the was some suspicion um, of people who put themselves, you know, forward, for example. Um, and so, Shudamarsh, that wasn't his nature. So he was very much respected as a person that was, had no wasn't suspect of having pratishta. People thought he had something of substance because they knew he could speak very well. Um, so this is anyway one of the ways in which um, the um, uh, necessity is a mother of invention. And I didn't invent the idea of going to Shudra Marsh by any means, but as a creative strategy to uh, deal with the necessity that arose at the time. Um, and it very much helped me in um, the other way in which I'm speaking about to another strategy, if you will, to deal with the necessity of the absence, physical absence of Prabhupada to go and find him internally. Hmm? So I'm so, uh, indebted, obviously, for, for to Prabhupada for that, for that 
uh, having opened the door to Sridhar Marsh's uh, association, as he did. But that said, um, there's another way that I want to speak about this, um, that being the idea that is often voiced that Prabhupada is with us or we want him to be with us or uh, he never left, he's, always, he's here. Or, uh, and it's often done in ways that are um, unfortunately l- lacking in, 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 in depth of spiritual understanding. And um, and so I want to talk about it just very briefly, and and I'll try to conclude with that. Um, that um, that if we want to stay connected, so to speak, Prabhupada's disciples with Prabhupada in his absence, hmm, um, then and have a continuous, ongoing relationship with him. Now, some of us, we lament that he's not here, and and if he was, you know, now I would take advantage of it so much more. You know, I thought, like others here said, I always thought he'd be with us, and, you know, the, the fact that he left, you know, it was a story that he was going to leave, but he didn't think it would ever come true. It was, you know, just the space that you were in, so to speak. You just couldn't imagine it. Um, life without him, so you just didn't. Hmm. And though it was said he's, he's, he's getting older, he's sick, it looks like he's going to pass and so forth, it's just like, you know, well, we heard that before and he never did. <laughs> you know, and we chanted and, you know, he had a heart attack in New York. And he, you know, so, you know, it's very impractical. Hmm. At least I was like that. I think many disciples were in that, that space. Um, and so, then he does, and then, you, you know, years later you think, if I had only taken advantage... And we think of that hmm, in the times in which we live. And we think of that in relation to what we know. Hmm? Now, at 73 the other day, right? 72, okay. 72, at 60, 64, or, where's Karnamrita? And 65, and so on, and whatever. Um, we think of that now. And the point I want to raise here is that if you want to have an ongoing relationship with Prabhupada, then you have to share with Prabhupada what you have now at 65, 70, or whatever the age is, the, the experience that you have from your practice, the experience you have from studying his teachings and thinking about it in light of times that are with us, for example, um, and reflecting on his books, his teaching, in a way that you're able to now, that you could not when you were 19, when this Karnamrita was when he joined. You were probably pretty young too, right? Yeah. yeah. I was 23, I think. I think I just turned 23. So we were young. I was 28 when Prabhupada left. That's pretty... That's a long way away. <laughs> so, and I've learned a lot. Hmm? Right? I've learned a lot. So, you now, you read the books, and there are certain things that will come to your mind that didn't come to your mind then. Hmm? That if they had, you would have brought up to Prabhupada. We think we didn't bring them up. 
the reason is because you didn't have the power to bring them up. You didn't have, they didn't strike you certain things, questions that you have about Siddhanta didn't rise at that time, but they arise now as more of the Gaudiya Vaishnava Siddhanta is out and about through, as we would expect, probably was like a pioneer and giving an, inst- an installment and so forth. And, uh, and there's room for more commentaries on the Bhagavad Gita, as he said, and wanted to do one himself and, and so on and so forth. So, um, nowadays, I mean, I'm a preacher, uh, as, uh, if you can call it that, but uh, I make an effort to preach, and 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 I meet new people, and I don't tell them, you know, the things that I was being told by Prabhupada, which were filling me up at the time, because they seem to be coming with more Sakriti to ask questions on a higher level, and that's to be expected. I once thought that if America was to become quote-unquote, Krishna consciousness, Krishna conscious, there'd be a lot of preaching to be done hmm? on a different level. I thought it would be like India, like, what a mess that is, you know, as far as understanding who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is or Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. Yeah, you wouldn't have to convince them to be vegetarian or reincarnation or so forth, but so much to be discussed and so much preaching to, to go on and so on and so forth. And so we see it. The more the devotees increase, the, the preaching doesn't go away. It becomes more layered and more significant. That's why I recommend sannyasis should preach to devotees because it's more of a challenge. Then they have to challenge, have themselves challenged. They have to learn more, hmm? and uh, in order to be able to inspire the audience and so forth. So my point is that we had disciples of Prabhupada. We have a lot that we didn't have, and you cannot just dismiss all that you have and not use it in his service. Hmm? in the name of having an ongoing relationship with him, and just have a relationship with him like you did when you were 20. It's not fair to him. You're not giving all that you have in the context of being his disciple and being in the world and growing up and that you learned from your fall-downs <laughs> and, and, and you learn in these things uh, and so forth. And the world, the knowledge of the world is ongoing. There will always be new knowledge about how the material world works. Hmm? can't expect that Prabhupada knew everything about how the material world works because the knowledge of how it works is not, is ongoing. Hmm? And so new things will come up and then be new arguments to deal with that and so on and so forth. That's what he was doing in his time and so forth. So we owe it to, to him as his disciples to use everything at our disposal at the present hmm, in his service. We caution, we, we hesitate to do so because... Well, we wouldn't have acted like that when we were 20 and said, Prabhupada, i got a question about that. Hmm? We should have confidence he could answer. Hmm? You understand? And he could, and, he would, and that he was a reasonable person, too. He once said that my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. Hmm? <coughs> what he meant by that is, well, he was 65, what, was he 65 when he came? 67, 70? 70 when he landed. Okay. So 70 years old when he landed and on at the Boston Harbor when he uh, him disembarked <laughs> from the plane, uh, from the, from the Jalazuta, the, the boat. And um, and so Karnamrita was 19, you know, a couple of years later. And uh, so his children, grandchildren were coming, but his children weren't coming. 
people who were 40 who can start to think, like Garner, uh, 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 Dave was saying that we, you know, well, we we were insane in Cincinnati. The story is, uh, you know, that it was quite cold and we were in a little rented house. Um, and it was quite a few of us, a busload of us in Cincinnati, and the river froze over, the Cincinnati River, I guess, and so they couldn't get, Ohio River, they couldn't get oil shipments into Cincinnati, and so we had no heat. Hmm? And of course, we took cold showers in those days. <laughs> there was no option at that, at that, that, that month. Chisel the snow that was frozen outside. We had a gas stove so we could heat the water. We could turn the snow into water, pour it on the pipes, and that's how we got the water out. Hmm. Take the cold shower. Yeah, then we let it get cold enough to take <laughs> So it's certified that we were insane. Uh, the antifreeze was freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we were a little older, we probably would have thought about it a little differently. <laughs> That's the point I'm making, you know. So, but we gave what we had to Prabhupada in, you know, in the ways that we could, given what we what we were. Uh, but we are not that now. Hmm? We're different now. And we have different sensibilities and experience and um, um, and experience of the world and, and so forth. I mean, uh, it's true. Well, anyway, yeah. So, um, and we, and hopefully we also have some spiritual depth. And, and this is a sign of spiritual depth to understand that uh, Prabhupada himself lamented, my, 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 my children are not coming. People who are 40 or or you know, you could be 50 and be the child of someone who is 70. And obviously, you have a different relationship with your son who's 50 when you're 70 than you have. It's a loving relationship, so it's the same, but it's a different one than when you have when you're 20 and he's, you know, two, three, four, five, even 16, like the wise old Aradhana. <laughs> A whole sixteen and a half. <laughs> so the rela- two, weeks. two weeks, okay. So the relationship is the same in that it's loving, but love is dynamic and growing and ongoing. And it, and as we know in our own experience of other relationships, it has a different dynamic to it. So this same dynamic has to come into play in relationship with Prabhupada for us to really have a meaningful ongoing relationship with him in the here and the now hmm? without employing those sensibilities and so forth in his service which some people who can't get the point that I'm making will think that's deviation that's a blasphemy you got to you know do it like whatever you know like you thought you did it when you're 20 and you're in this like totally dysfunctional disconnected space Prabhupada doesn't want that <laughs> Prabhupada want he wanted really advice from us as to how the American public or the European public or wherever it was were thinking, what their arguments were and so forth. We just weren't very well versed in what their arguments were, for one, and we were awed by Prabhupada's presence and what it was doing in our life and so forth and a certain understanding of Guru Tattva um, that we were capable of understanding at at the time. Hmm? 
that was our resources. And so, so we did pretty well with it. I mean, you know, I'm the first to say that, well, somebody today, I happen to, you know, you got uh, on the, there's this, pro, this forum that somebody started of Prabhupada's disciples. So I was asked to be on it. Uh, probably some of them wish they hadn't asked, but <laughs> sometimes I say things, you know. So anyway, I'm on there. And so when everybody, anybody says anything, it comes up on your thing, you know. So I check it every now and then. I checked it this morning. It's Prabhupada's disappearance, maybe something nice about Prabhupada. And instead I found some, something about myself some on the forum, some some criticisms. Um, and this is what kind of where this all kind of comes from. That and a kind of nice conversation I had with uh, Karnamrita Das the other day. Uh, some of his inquiries caused me to, to, to think about uh, this. And it's, it's something I understand, but I don't think I've ever spoken about it in, in a way that I am now. I hope it makes... Um, uh, sense to you, but we we this this is how you have this is the nature of having a relationship with Prabhupada. You have to give him what you have, and you have to share that, and you have to you have to relate to him in terms of how the teachings that he gave years ago affect you now. Not that they're supposed to affect you like they affected you then, and if they don't, it's a problem or something. They affect you differently. Hopefully, if you do, if you're practicing and so forth, they, they'll affect you obviously in a positive way and so forth, but um, it's not good to just put yourself in some kind of denial space and not use all of your resources that have come to you in this life after all these years and be the kind of children, if you will, now, or adults. And Prabhupada said, if my children would come, now you're really the senior people. I'm a senior citizen, you know. And some of you also <laughs> get discounts <laughs> and so forth. So, you know, you have to pay for those discounts. You have to share your wisdom. I was telling Aradna, you're so fortunate that, uh, that you have so many elders. Hmm? We didn't have that. So the elders have to be wise hmm? and uh, use their wisdom and uh, in, in, in proper service. And this is a, a way which is required, actually, to have a meaningful, ongoing spiritual relationship for Prabhupada's disciples with Srila Prabhupada. And um, many people don't get this, and so it's Prabhupada's being cheated hmm, by them hmm, out of insights, wisdom, experience that they have that's not being employed in a service that they think, some reason, doesn't have an application, can't be applied. Uh, because it doesn't match up with, again, what I did when I was 19 and how I interacted with him. Hmm? No. You have to understand that he is a dynamic, spiritual, reasonable person. Sometimes he said things because he thought that would work. And it was a, you know, you would see him. If he, he would criticize the science, and then if science said something, he agrees with You see, the science says it. You know? <laughs> so, you know, that's just very. So it means he was a flexible um, uh, person. And in it, in it, life in general, is an ongoing affair of discovery. Hmm? And if it includes a spiritual dimension, that much more so. Hmm? Pujapachitamar said, we, we are all students forever. Hmm? Krishna has a kind of unknowing himself. Hmm? And we're thankful for that because of it. There is there's the, 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 uh, the advent of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Hmm? To try that's the, that's the invention that he came up with to meet with the necessity 
of trying to understand himself from Radha's perspective and so forth, the overflow of which is that uh, we're all being touched by this and a big way in which that has come to um, bear in our lives, of course, is the campaign of Srila Prabhupada. It was very um, broad, hmm? very, very broad. And he, and I'll conclude with this, was very, very deep. Hmm? And although he was very deep, because his campaign was very broad, in some ways it lacked depth. Hmm? In other words, the broader your campaign is, then to touch more people, hmm, the depth of it will be less than if you could sit with a couple of people and go very deeply. Hmm? That's not a fault on Prabhupada's part. As I said, he was very, very deep and very, very broad. And let me bring it full circle here for you. In my estimation, someone who is so deep, hmm, people like to speak about and conduct themselves in relation to things that they are preoccupied with. Hmm? Hmm? So if you're very preoccupied with deep thoughts and spiritual feelings, hmm? um, but you bring yourself down from them to speak to people to whom such depth of insight and so forth would not be digestible hmm? so that you could present in a more broad way in a more shallow way that they could digest it hmm? and get get involved and come on board and have the scope for entering into those depths in due course this is a sign of a great personality hmm? who and I watched Prabhupada uh, uh, on several occasions I had the company opportunity to sit with Prabhupada alone and and um, converse with him. And I, this, my distinct experience was that he was, not all the time, but some of the times, wrestling himself down from where he was to, to speak to me on my level, to address me. And, 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 and I thought, this is a sign of a great person. Hmm? Hmm? Not that he wasn't deep, but his campaign that he was asked to do and empowered to do hmm, by Nityananda Prabhu. It's another aside, I suppose. Those persons who were criticizing me on the Facebook was kind of mild, but they were they were at the same time referring to... I had written an article that somebody had posted that was a... This is the story behind it. That was a um, expose, if you will, a philosophical expose on the uh, the shortcomings and the apasadanta of the Ritvik Vad, you know, teaching that, that's out and about, that you just get initiated by Prabhupada through Ritvik in his absence. And someone had published that, you know, on Facebook and said, hey, it's a great article, read it. So on this Prabhupada forum, I guess it came up, or some, and, 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 and somebody criticized it because I had said that there was, Prabhupada was somewhat ambiguous about how his succession would go on which is like pretty obvious. <laughs> Therefore, some people are sure he said it would be a Ritvik way, and some people are sure he said, no, it would be, there would be real gurus. And then some people said, well, there'd be real gurus, but really he wanted the GBC to be the guru. And, you know, all these, it's obvious that, you know, he didn't come out, clear it out and say, you know, 
He certainly didn't say, Tripurari Maharaj will be my successor. So, you know, <laughs> he didn't say that. You know? And, you know, some people say, well, he said, for Siksha, Sridhar Maharaj. And that means that, you know, Sridhar Maharaj is the successor. And we all have our arguments and so forth. Because it was, he was somewhat ambiguous about it. And so this person thought, you see, he's criticizing Prabhupada, saying he's ambiguous. <laughs> I could give you a number of other things that Prabhupada said this, and he said the opposite too, you know. So I don't find that to be a fault. I find that to be an opportunity for exploration as to which, why he might have said this there, and why he might have said it there, and what's the Siddhanta in it all, and so on and so forth. And so it's a, it's a nice opportunity that it presents for us to explore deeply and uh, what, what he's about and why he might have said and so forth. So anyway, somebody said it was a, it was a blasphemy, <laughs> a criticism of, of Prabhupada. So the, 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 this uh, is an example, I guess I want to say, of not you know, using your wisdom and experience and so forth in, in, in Prabhupada's um, uh, service, and it creates kind of a fanaticism that's... Um, that, that in the name of keeping Prabhupada's, making him present in the here and now, mm, does not do so, and that's why there, there are problems when you when you when you do that. So, in a real and a substantial way, I offer you this suggestion: how to deal with the necessity of his absence and have an ongoing relationship with him, as you are, and and interface with his teachings uh, accordingly. So. Does anyone have any other comments? Yes. Um, well, I was, I was, while you were speaking, and you're saying how we, um, you know, we've learned a lot since we've been voting for a while, but when we're getting together with new people, um, it's hard to, I mean, like, we wouldn't do it, but to try to help them, we have to be practical, but... Some devotees will say, like, for instance, there's one devotee who, well, she's not a devotee yet, but she's been around coming or talking to me a lot, and I was trying to be practical with her because of her lifestyle. But then the other temple will say, no, you have to chant 16 rounds. You have to do this or that. And so it's very confusing for her. Hmm. And so what do you do? Because, like, you said we should also, you know, come down, not that I'm any high level or anything, but just like we should, like how to, and even in our own group, there are some who can't follow and some who can, but to be accepting of them and loving them seems to me like the main thing is to really, to love them and try to help them at whatever stage they're at, and, but... Yeah. Prabhupada was strict with us. He told us we had to do this and that, and that. Prabhupada was strict with us, that's true. But if we didn't do it, he didn't not love us or kick us out. Mm-hmm. Hmm? And there are examples of other disciples of Prabhupada criticizing um, other disciples who were in... I remember that in, uh, in the Detroit temple, Radha Bihari, and the devotees got together and they criticized, what was his name, Govardhan, Govardhan Das, Kijai, who was the Pujari, because he wasn't chanting his rounds. Hmm? And he was the Pujari, Prabhupada came to the temple, so they complained, and Prabhupada said, 
if you can dress the deities like that, you don't have to chant your rounds. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, the, 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 it's true that Prabhupada was strict, but that's not the whole picture. He strictly made the point, he emphasized. Hmm? But when people could not do and so forth, they didn't become like persona non grata, not allowed in the temple or um, or outside of his the, the, the uh, circle of his affection in any way. Hmm? And he would often, if it was, if those devotees had opportunity to bring up their shortcomings to him, there were many instances in which he made adjustments for that, that person. Hmm? So I think you have to look at both sides, the whole picture of, of Prabhupada. He had to be extremely flexible to do what he did, but when he saw that there was something that was working, hmm, and a, a certain standard or something like that, and he would push on that and try to um, um, get others to rise to that standard, to that, uh, that, that um, was kind of a... Most people could do something like that. But again, if they didn't, then he dealt with them otherwise. I mean, the very example of 16 rounds is a good one because, as you know, he first asked everybody to chant six, 64 rounds, then 34, then 32. Then you read on 16, he writes in a Nectar Devotion that one should not make... I think it's in relation to the Yanga of not over-endeavoring or something like that. And he says, one should take a vow, the principle is one should take a vow that one can follow, otherwise... It becomes problematic, and so he, he says. So, with our, we have you know taken a asked our disciples to chant sixteen rounds or something like that. But it could have been, could have been a, if you understand the essence of what he's saying, the substance of what he's saying. So obviously, there's room for adjustment. So, um, you know, it's a yeah, it's a pity that um, you might consider you know moving the Krishna road out to this, out here. You know. Get away from the other temple, you won't have a problem. I wanted to talk to Mitch Singh about that, but he's not here today. Um, Asheville's a good place, you know, for a, a preaching center. Um, I just met on the way here, I met, uh, I stopped at this one gas station. I was trying not to stop, but I finally stopped, and uh, I met this Indian couple that saw me, and they said, I said, Hare Krishna, and they said, Hare Krishna, and they were so happy to meet me and they said we, we thought you were different because you have a sari on and they said a little bit teen families around here it was in brendleton which is about a half hour away and they're always meeting once a month at this um center a recreation center nearby where they live and um i said and they said they would love to come out here they didn't even know it was in existence wow. Krishna and Did you get their name? I got their, I got their name. I'd like to go there. To there. I know. I was yeah. thinking, you know, yeah. you could go there. Set it up. Because I told them all about it, and they were so excited. Wow. That's great. They said the only temple they know of is um, Charlotte. And mm. So, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, though there's preaching to be done yeah. out here. Yeah. Yeah, so. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srila Prabhupada Tirubhava Mahamotsvatiti ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande.